From Beta Cell. This is Out of Range. After Dark. I'm Craig. I'm James. I'm Laura. It's the first time we did that. I think we did it well. well. Yeah. So, we had a busy weekend. Yeah, we did. (laughs) We had our first live show. James, you were in the audience. How did it go from your uh, perspective? It was very entertaining. Yeah? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Uh, The game show. The game, yeah. Should we tell our listeners? They'll have heard it, probably. Oh, I hope so. so. This will go on after the last show. Oh, 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 got it. Goes up. I don't know. I guess I've been to a lot of diabetes panels. Laura, you've been on a lot of diabetes panels. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm at them, they just feel more conference-y. Like mm, someone like asks a question. Normally, because they're at a conference. Yeah, but it's like someone asks a question, and each person goes down and gives their response. Mm-hmm. I think we both wanted to avoid that feeling. I think we succeeded. I think it felt we more like a conversation. We just have them be on stage. Definitely. I mean, it was at a bar, so you get a drink, which you can't really do at a JDR <laughs> conference. So we won all events already. <laughs> and we didn't ask anyone for donations. No. Oh. So we've mentioned before on the show, like. I think we have like stress. Have we talked about stress? I don't know. I think anyone with type one sort of like understands that there's some correlation between stress and blood sugars. It's just hard to measure because it's not like carbs where you're like, oh, I had four units of stress and that's why I'm my blood sugar is this way. But the entire day of the live show, I could not bring my blood sugars down below 200. Nerves and stress, do you think? Yeah, I think it was just like the stress of the show. Like just waking up, eating. I was taking like twice as much insulin that I normally take for my meals. I would take a unit of a Frezza or a a little cartridge of a Frezza with no food. And I'd go down like 10 points. Mm. Or normally it'll bring me down like 90 to 100. Mm -hmm. And yeah, pretty much until the show ended. It was just sort of chilling up high. And then the next day... You were fine. Even though I was at Disneyland eating ice cream and churros, like my butchers were perfect. Were you eating the same stuff? Like, because your family is in town, right? I mean, I was eating different things, but even when I wasn't eating, like the insulin just felt like it wasn't No, that for doing sure anything. happens to me every time I'm stressed out. Before I've been on any panel, I always... You just shoot up? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty common. It's just funny, like, because, in, I don't know, people talk about the dangers of stress on, you know... Your a, life, a normal person, yeah, just body. yeah, just stress is bad, yeah. and it's weird to like see that in like an actual way that like a normal person couldn't see. I don't think anyone else that doesn't have diabetes could like s- physically see their stress. Right, James, do you ever uh, notice stress? Um, yeah, I think stress obviously can affect it, but like, there's different kinds of stress too, right? So there's your uh, emotional stress. It's kind of the stress of when it's really hot outside. And so your body is feeling, or if you get like, I guess if you have a sunburn, there's probably something else going on, but like there's different kinds of stresses, I guess. And they affect your blood sugar in different ways, I feel like. So it's not very easy to measure it. So you can't like, you can't be like, oh, it's going to be a stressful day tomorrow. So I'm going to take No, but you can be in a stressful situation and then watch, if you're on a Dexcom, watch your blood sugars rise. Yeah. Which, and then it feeds into it and you feel more stress. Right, but I'm saying like, no, of course you can't be like, I'm going to predict that because I'm 
stressed out today or because I have a stressful event, I should get this much more insulin. Yeah. But you do have a visual representation of what is happening after you're stressed or while, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I guess actually, <clears throat> like in some situations, you can kind of predict it. Like before a race, many, many people get an adrenaline rush and then their blood sugar goes really high right before a race because they're so excited. So then, you know, on a race day, like don't reduce your basal or yeah, increase your temp basal maybe. Especially if, if it's something like a race is very easy because it's like the same kind of stress, the same, like, you know, the timing of it. Yeah. And if the same thing happens multiple times, you know, like, okay, if I have another race, this is probably going to happen. Might not definitely happen, but probably will. Like if you take that bolus right before you start, you're going to crash at mile mm -hmm. four. Yeah. But I think working out is different because that is way easier to measure. You can do the same workout every day. And no, of course, you're not going to get the same outcome. But like I get insulin before my weight training because I know what's going to happen. But like saying like you go, or you're about to do a live show or you're about to like go meet someone that you're nervous to meet. Like those things aren't things that you can ever. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about the exercise itself. I'm talking about like when there's a race, you get excitement before the race. So mm. like before anything actually happens, before you even like start running or anything, like that, you're getting that stress you response. Can't specific to that it's a race or it could be any. I mean, anything. I guess like maybe that would apply to like, let's say you were doing a lot of live shows and you did two live shows and both times you did a live show, your blood sugar was above 200 the whole day. Then maybe time number three, you try like increasing your basal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I notice it with races too. Like when we did Death Valley, though it's hard to know, like if you're eating something different or the timing is off, <clears throat> like what it is. Yeah. But we should have asked the girls on the panel if before they do a scene. They seem like pros though. They seem just as normal as <laughs> we are. I mean, uh, it's kind of dangerous though, because I spoke to my endocrinologist about it and she said like, yeah, there's a predictable stress response that you can increase your basal for, but like statistically there's a certain number of times where you're not going to get that stress response. So like if every time you have a race or have a live show or something, you're increasing your basal, at some point you're going to like, it's going to backfire and you're going to go low. Right, but do you think it's more than not or? Well, probably you get, I mean... <clears throat> You, you learn from just doing it, I guess, so you'll figure out what. I have a, another comparison, dawn mm. phenomenon. You know, you wake mm. up in the morning, mm. maybe what, right as you wake up or 30 minutes after you wake up, you just slowly see the Dexcom chart go up. And for a while I felt like I knew I was going to have a big dawn phenomenon if I, got, if I didn't get a good night's sleep. So if I got like a peaceful, you know, no alarms in the middle of the night, eight hours, wake up feeling like well rest is going to be a good day. My blood sugar would just be like, just coast flat. But then any day that's not, you know, I'm <clears> thinking, okay, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be, and I just see it starts going up and then you get the like slight up arrow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you could wake up every morning and I guess I kind of did this on my pump. I had my pump automatically give me more insulin in the morning for whatever, three hours, right as I woke up. And that was just every day. And I'm sure there were days that I probably went low because I didn't need that extra insulin because of that stress. Mm -hmm. Well, say you're not on a pump. Well, what I do now is, I mean, luckily now with a Fresa, I can do it. Like as say soon as I see- Say you're not on a Fresa. <laughs> hmm? Say you're just on MDI. What would I do? Yeah. What would I do then? Well, I, I know someone who will wake up 
an hour before she like wakes up. What? So let's, let's say you wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. every day. She wake up at 5 a.m., give herself a unit, and then go back to That's sleep for That's a person that can fall back asleep easily. Yeah. I could never do If I'm up, I'm up. Well, what, well, this is like what we were, James was saying. Like, you could wake up every morning, and then you give your Lantus, and then you give yourself, like, a unit yeah. of fast-acting insulin. But then if that happens to be a day where you don't have a dawn phenomenon, you go low. Does it work like that, dawn phenomenon? Does it work like what? Like every day. Like, yeah. I think it's pretty consistent. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. But thinking. I don't know if it is. It it's six out of seven days. Yeah, it's not. 100%. You know, it's not a hundred percent for me anyway. So it's like you can't. I don't know. It's another thing with type one where it's like you can't predict the future. You're always just kind of reacting to things, and so you're always just kind of behind. Right. I was just thinking how for someone that would like, to, like, I think most of us like to be prepared for all, for most things in life. This is a disease that I just had the thought for the first time. Like, there's so many unpredictable things that happen that you you literally cannot be prepared for what's about to happen each morning. So what do you do? You just react, I guess. You're right. You react, but you have to just, like, be prepared. Like, you just yeah, have like, to have enough stuff. That's what I'm stuff. saying. You Yeah, yeah, you have to have the stuff. Like, you have to have the tools yeah. to react, but you can't prepare for something that you that is so inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about before, like, oh, you know, I carry enough insulin for a day when I go to work because I have my little Afrezza cartridges. I'm like, I'm not going to carry a whole backpack full of them. I'm like, oh, I carry enough for like a day and some, a little few extra. But what if I'm at work one day and there's an earthquake and I can't get home to get more insulin? I'm just screwed. Sounds like it. Or if I'm on the train and the train, something happens and we're stuck on the train in a tunnel. Well, I think it's different for you with a Frezza, right? Because my pen, what, say I have a But what new if you pen. have a pen that's towards, the, like, how often do you Right, you're right, you're right. Up? I only change it once it's out. Have you ever been out? I've never, know? no, I've never ran out of it. And you run out and you're like, crap. No, I'm pretty good at. Just forcing No, I change it, yeah, I, I'll change it, I'll swap it out at home. What about you, James? You ever run out of insulin? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have run out of insulin before, yeah. What do you do? I feel like this happened to you recently. Mm. I haven't recently, but then I had extra work in the fridge. Okay. Like old insulin. I just took that and it was fine. Um, or otherwise, you just have to go home. Yeah, I keep extra yeah. at work. But for you, like uh, if something happened on the train, you probably just don't eat something and then you don't need to take your refresher. True. I mean, oh, that, yeah. worst case scenario, you just don't take long acting insulin. But like I don't carry my long acting with me. Do you carry your long acting with you? No, but also you're better off because, like, let's say you're on I the pump. I carry mine with me. <clears throat> let's, yeah, some people do. <laughs> I do. I carry both well, of I, I, When do you take yours, James? Morning, night? Uh, in the morning. I do that too. So I just do it in the morning when I'm home yeah, and then I go. I take it morning and night. I just keep it in yeah. my diabetes bag in case I like, what if you end up staying somewhere later than you thought you were going to be there? Exactly. But I would exactly. Have to That's stay why I take it with me. Night. Yeah. No, not even staying somewhere. I just get mine at like 8.30. I think... In a perfect world, I would carry my insulin and like a pen or a, like a needle. Why a needle don't with you? Me. It's just one more thing I have to carry. Why that don't I you want just, to carry. <clears throat> just take, get extra and just leave them at work. Well, I do have an extra. Leave work, them everywhere but, you ever go throughout your life. Yeah, like the Starbucks, your morning Starbucks. So I've started getting pen. old uh, water bottles, plastic water bottles, and I fill them with 
Insulin. <laughs> Insulin pens and needles, and I bury them. Uh-huh. That's smart. Every mile between me and work. That's brilliant. So if I'm ever stuck somewhere, I can just dig I it I should up. actually keep mm. one at my gym, but they did just start keeping um, fruit snacks at the gym for me. Just for you. I've never ran out of sugar, but they were so paranoid when they found out I was type 1 that like, we have sugar, you need sugar. I'm like, no, I normally have it on me, but it, it is really comforting to know that. What it, kind of fruit snacks are they? I, I don't even know because I've never seen them. That's so sweet. I know. I didn't even ask. Wow. Do you keep Fit Body Boot Camp Highland Park? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Shout you. Out. Not a sponsor, but you could be. You could be. Do I what? Do you keep extra insulin at work? I don't, which is so silly because when my boss, so I nanny, and my boss gets has had gestational diabetes for both of her pregnancies. And anytime she's had insulin there, I'm like, this is so comforting to know if I run out, it's here. But then once she doesn't have diabetes anymore, I never think like maybe I should keep some. Which, but like, and I also gave her my meter and everything. And it was nice knowing that it was there too, in case I forgot mine. But I never once thought like, well, now I should probably actually for real, keep it here in case something happens. I should, I actually have no idea. I did. I didn't for, I didn't run out of insulin, but one time I went to work with like six units in a pen and I never used that much at work. So I just eat lunch there. Okay. But I had plans to go somewhere after work and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go home after I mean, I didn't want to. Yeah. So that's the first time I took to my Instagram followers and asked if anyone could bring me an insulin pen to work, and they did, <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to go home. And she knew that. Wow. It was a full disclosure story. I said, I really don't feel like driving home, and she brought me one. Did you repair in a pen? No, I, no but I, I would. Okay. If she asked. Of course. Um, There was once where I was, I think this was when I was in college, and I was home. Uh, for the holidays and I thought I had brought enough insulin but you know it's the holidays and you eat more than you think you're gonna eat you're high more than you think and on like the very last day I was down to like 10 units of fast acting in my pen in Chicago and it was the last day so I was like I was going back to LA and in my mind I was like okay I just like won't eat breakfast right or just I'll just have eggs for breakfast maybe I'll just have a salad for lunch like I, I'll just eat low carb for the day until I get back. But thinking now it's like, well, what happens if my flight gets delayed? What happens if, you know, we have to make an emergency landing in Phoenix and I'm stuck there for the night. I just, no fast acting insulin, which to James's point, like you can live without fast acting insulin. If you have basil, you just don't eat. Don't eat. Yeah. Well, it goes both ways, but then if you don't have long acting, you can continue, you can get fast acting every couple hour. hours or hour. yeah i did do you guys remember when i went to venice beach with garrett and i for i did forget my entire why well, i don't know why i'm saying this again to get more yeah i forgot my entire diabetes bag and we got there and i was freaking out and both of you or one of you was like because we brought sandwiches and you're like just eat the inside of the sandwich and if you start going high just walk it off and there was like a solution for everything yeah. so i did i ate a little bit but there was protein in the sandwich and then i started going up and then i just walked and then i was fine i came right down and then we left i mean it's not we we're like an hour from home it was fine but it's kind of funny that we have these like <laughs> hacks that we only use in when we dire emergencies yeah. but like in any other situation like your blood pressure starts to go up you could just go for a walk like you don't have to always get right, i was like pacing on the beach yeah. i'm like come down come down <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, it's a balance between being prepared for everything and then just not, I don't know, just going crazy, like being so inconvenienced by diabetes. Like you could carry around 
insulated case with a f- extra full pen of long acting mm-hmm. and a whole pen of, you know, of short acting, 30 needles, needles, an extra Dexcom, you know, or if you have a pump, you could carry around two pods, a vial of insulin. But then it's like, at what point it's like, okay, now do I swap this pen out for this pen? And you're just carrying so much stuff. And I yeah. think. I mean, in a lot of countries, you could just go to any pharmacy and buy. But yeah, this insulin. is a very U.S. driven problem. If, you're, or specific life, problem. if your flight was delayed, you go to the airport pharmacy and buy your insulin. <laughs> really? Like, no do, problem. You, do they sell insulin at airport pharmacies? They did in yeah. Brazil, yeah. Oh, did so this is so some? specific to just living here. Yeah. Did you have to buy some, James? I didn't have to, but I was just curious. You just walked up and said, do you guys sell insulin? Yeah, or I had my friend stood in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> was it like Humalog Lantis kind of insulin or was it R and NPH? Um, yeah, I think it was like Admalog type stuff. It was like strange insulin. Okay. But I mean, I'm sure it does the trick. Yeah. It does I mean, better than no yeah. insulin. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think when I was on Omnipod, I had had one situation where my pod had a failure at work like in the morning and I had to go home at lunch, like drive home, get it, put another pod on, drive all the way back. And I was like, that's such a pain. And so I just started carrying an extra pod with me and insulin everywhere. Has it inconvenienced you at all carrying that extra pod? I mean, it was like an extra thing to think about. It was an extra thing to just have in my bag and carry. And it was like, and then and, it's like, at what point? Use it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I oh, used it. But it was like, at what point, like, okay, if we go out to lunch as an office, do I bring the extra pod in case it dies at lunch? And now it's like, everywhere I go, I'm carrying around one of those little drawstring backpacks just full of all of my diabetes supplies. Like the way you sometimes see like little kids who go to school and they have their fanny packs and it's just full of all of their diabetes supplies for like a week. Mm-hmm. They always have it with them. And I, I don't know, I guess I just didn't want to feel like I was always carrying everything. So I found this medium where it's like, I carry a spare meter in my bag for when the Dexcom will die, but I don't carry an extra Dexcom, but I do keep it at work. But it's like, you know, even when I went to like Disneyland, like I didn't carry my meter around with me all day. Yeah. My meter has died out. I don't carry like extra batteries for my meter. Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> but I, I haven't I have, touched a meter. In I ages. always have two, pa- I just carry one short acting pen, one long long acting pen. I switch out my needles every morning. And then my meat, I don't, I don't carry extra of anything on me actually. What do you carry James? What's in your bag? Yeah. Empty your pockets. <laughs> it's like the Vogue. What's in your I got pen? a Fias pen and a couple of cartridges of a Fresa. That's it? it. No meter? No. You keep a meter at work? No. Do you okay, keep an extra wait, Dexcom okay, at work? Hold on. You don't keep a meter at work? Nope. <clears throat> what if your Dexcom falls off? I'll survive. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I mean, the worst case, you just don't take insulin and you're just high all day until you get home. Well, I mean, you could take insulin. I guess if you, if you felt like you were going low. I can feel if I'm very high and I can feel if I'm low. Yeah, but say you feel very high. How much do you get to correct a very high feeling? Oh, a few units until I go low and then I'll have sugar. And fun. then how do you know you don't go back up too high? Because I'll feel it. <laughs> I guess there's a balance. No, like, would, that's like not, if your Dexcom so wasn't working, would you run home? Like if after what? work, would you go for a run and like run home? I guess you don't live that far. Oh, if my Dexcom died? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And you were just blind all day. You're like, okay, I just, just take home. extra gels, like eat extra gels before I started running. Be hmm. fine. It's happened. That's fine. That Laura just made my stressed. blood sugar go up yeah, from stress. stress. <laughs> Your stress for James. It just made, just made me spike. Like one day as one day of like slightly wonky blood sugar. No, I've anymore. never been without a, a supply. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I went to the beach without yeah. it and I was home and like I, but I still had my dex. I've never been without insulin or without my dex. Like if I had gone to the beach that day without insulin and didn't have my dex come on, there's no way I would have stayed for one minute. The way I kind of used to do this in my head, and it was different when I was in the Omnipod because I expected it to fail more often. Like I don't expect my Afrezza inhaler to fail. Like it's not going to just stop working. Um, it was like I need enough supplies based on like how far away I am from home and how long it would take me to get to per my mile. stash per mile. <laughs> One strip One per strip mile. Per mile. <laughs> so if I'm at home... I have all my stuff here. I don't need to like carry a meter on my body, right? It's, it's here in the apartment. If I'm at work, it's 20 minutes by Uber to get home. So yeah, I don't need an extra long acting insulin. I don't need, you know, I keep a meter for convenience, but I could keep it at home if I, if my Dexcom died, but then it's like, okay, if I'm going to San Diego, it's a three hour drive to get back. Like what, what is more hmm. inconvenient, like carrying an extra Dexcom for a day or driving, driving hours back. back. Exactly. 100%. So, so for that, I will, I will bring the Dexcom. I am so but for going to the grocery store. I'm not going to bring I, an extra Dexcom. I think, well, and this might be, it might be because I was diagnosed at such a young age. And like, I had to have like a purse before all my friends to carry my stuff. Like I've like, my stuff is like, literally my security blanket, even though I'm on the Dexcom now, because I live where I live currently. I have, you guys have been there. So I have like a private apartment that's street side over a, a house that is just down two flights of stairs. I don't go down to that house unless I have my diabetes supplies on me. Like if someone asked me to come down for dinner, I bring my purse with my diabetes supplies so that well, if I it was have dinner. It. You would need your diabetes. Well, even supplies. if they're just like to hang out, yeah. I make sure that I have my meter down there, but I don't know if that's just me feeling very attached. Like I feel very naked if I don't have I mean, that stuff on me. And it's like two flights of stairs and I'm like, let me grab my diabetes supplies and then I'll come down. And I it's mean, like the same yeah. property. I'm on the same property. I went to Disneyland on Monday after our you live show. You didn't bring show. anything? <laughs> no insulin, no meter. I just, I just, Winged whatever. It. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with diabetes for this weekend. No, I, I didn't bring a meter, spare meter with. What do, do you think would happen if you went one day without treating your diabetes in any way shape Die. or form one day be dead no how long do you think we'd have to survive without like, doing like no insulin no literally just yeah no insulin you just wake up in the morning and you do nothing you wake up and i'm not like even if you do eat low carb but like no long acting no short acting no testing no anything what but, is it you can survive like three days without insulin i think before you die yeah, it, it, yeah, is yeah. Is it a that's, slow that's, death that or a sense. quick death? Oh, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Oh. I'm not, I'm <laughs> James, like, <laughs> James has done it. <laughs> and he never <laughs> wants to do it never again. Never wants to do it again. <laughs> no, yeah, because you're- a horrific way to Because it's just like DKA is what you do. Oh. And DKA is no, not fun. Why don't people, do you think there are people that have um, type one that instead of getting insulin, do exercise like to counteract what they just ate? Like say they ate a cheeseburger and then they go on a run instead of getting insulin. Like, could that work? 
Well, you would need long acting. Injury. Okay, so say I, you have, you say you are on long acting. Could you it yeah. increases your insulin sensitivity, but it doesn't mean that you don't need insulin. So you'd still you have still to get insulin after insulin running, even if you're running. Yeah. So you couldn't just like turn off, like take off your pump and run a marathon. You still need insulin. Mm. Otherwise, your glucose doesn't get to your cells. But you could, if you were on long acting, you could take a long acting shot and run a marathon, and be fine. Yeah. You wouldn't need. Yeah, I'm saying say you, you take you long acting. Yeah. No, I'm saying take, say you take long acting, but then you it, could you exercise off every meal to get back in range. So it depends how many carbs you're eating, really, right? On beta cell, I talked to someone, Rachel Zinman. You know her? She's mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. yoga for diabetes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is while she was in honeymoon because she was Lada, so she was diagnosed, I think, in her 40s, um, and you know had a very slow onset where her A1C was getting higher, but she didn't need insulin up until a certain point. And the way she treated it was like she like you would treat type two. She just eliminated all her carbs and just did yoga more and more often. And that kept her stable. But that's not eating carbs. I'm wondering if you could exercise off the carbs you just ate to get back in range. only with long-acting insulin. Yes, that's what I'm yeah. asking. Yeah, yeah you not, could. I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, would there be yeah. a way to measure? That's what I'm saying. Yes, you're on long-acting. Could you eat a sandwich and then know how much to run to yeah. run off the sandwich? Because if I go and I'm going to run, let's say... 13 miles, I know I need 20 grams every half hour with my normal long-acting insulin dose to not go low. Okay. So when we, when, I, when we did Death Valley, I didn't bring any insulin on me. It was, I had gels essentially, and it was every 20 minutes, or no, every 30 minutes I had 20 grams and I was perfectly flat the entire race. I remember that. Yeah, but so <clears throat> also like the type of carbohydrate you're intaking and the speed. Yeah. Which, so yeah, if you eat, I'm wondering like a meal, like you go out for a yeah. If if you sandwich. eat a sandwich and you go for a run, that sandwich might not be digesting because yeah. the blood's going and doing other stuff than like digesting your sandwich. So you might go for a run and go low. So you have to stop running so your digestion kicks back in, and, and then, then the sandwich there. digests, yeah. and then you go high. Yeah. I guess you could eat the sandwich wait an hour and then go for a yeah. run. And maybe That's what, that yeah, work. I'm just wondering if there is any possible way with all the timing in place, if you know how long to wait after what you eat. I should to, say. To get rid of this. Is, we're not giving medical <laughs> no, advice. No, I'm literally, this is a thought I've never had before. If you want I, to stop giving <laughs> insulin and treat your diabetes with exercise I'm alone, talk to your doctor. I'm curious. Not out of range. I'm we, we have never even had this conversation as friends or enemies sitting in your living room. I'm just saying yeah. it's a thought. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's someone that has dedicated so much time to being like, I like eats the same, whatever, five things for a week and figures out how much they have to exercise yeah. to combat each thing to go back into it. I guess you could, but I guess the, the follow-up question would be why? Just so you don't take insulin. But why? I oh, think I there's know. like a normal person has insulin. You know, we're living know, in a I'm certain time. Like there's been a hundred years of like shitty insulin. insulins that don't do much or like, yeah, no fast acting insulin, you know, all that stuff. So people have learned to do these different kinds of things. Like there used to be a starvation diet, probably starvation diet plus exercise, I guess, plus whatever the first insulin was. It wasn't like, Banting came out with Humalog, <laughs> whatever it is. And Tujeo. And Afrezo. Yeah. But yeah, no, I guess it's true. If you were in a pinch and you only had your long acting, you could probably survive by doing shit like that. 
I'm just curious. <laughs> it's a thought I've never had. So I um, think the moral is on our next live show, instead of sitting in chairs, we should all be on treadmills. Yes. Or we get good. we get Peloton to, so we'll take our to sponsor us. And get on a treadmill. I bet we Peloton all, would yeah, sponsor. We're all on bikes. And we bike the whole time with no food. And then behind us on the wall projected instead of our like calories burned because then though they do that they have like a leaderboard. It's carbs burned. No, I was gonna say it's our, just our blood sugar. Oh, <laughs> and everyone's just watching. It's just a Dexcom follow for the five of us, mm. and you just see who's out of range for the five of us. Whoever is the most out of range wins who because that's the title <laughs> of our show. Who are the other two people? Oh. What do you mean? You said for the five of us. Oh, well, I mean, we had five people on stage at the live show. So that's what I mean. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the oh, three of us could show. just do it. All right, right, I think yeah, this yeah. is James saying he wished he was uh, on James stage. James wished it was just us three on stage. I think I was just spacing out. It could out be the next one. Yeah. So we uh, hope you all enjoyed the live show. It was, really, uh, it was really fun to do it. It was really fun. It was quite uh, stressful. <laughs> yeah, cr- you but stressed a little more than now. I did, but yeah. I was more like, let's just enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, but it turned out great. Yeah, I think so. Thanks for being there, James. Mm-hmm. Supporting us. Thanks for having me. Until next time, I'm Craig. I'm James. I'm Laura. And this is Out of Range. After Dark.